I try to care. Something about this place seems to say care. Something in the cold, still atmosphere. Something in the road that stretches out before me, featureless and unwinding, fading into the blue wash of the mountains, themselves fading into the twilight blue wash of the sky, which holds fast to its motionless moon. The chill of this barren landscape seems to make my bones brittle, and yet care is the word that seems to hold me here. I try to run because something about this place also says run, but however far I run the landscape remains unflinchingly static and the mountains linger on the horizon. So I try to move in other words this world presses against me. I jump, I kick, I leap, I veer, and sometimes, in eventual desperation, I try to dive into the ditch at the side of the road, roaring at the yellowish mud banks, arms flailing, but before I can pitch myself into that welcome void, I stumble and fall to my knees just before the bank. And that looming word hangs above me, tire. I tire. And then I remember the vial of carbolic formula in my pocket. It was singing its clinks and jangles to my doomed ditch dance. But now in its silence, I can finally hear its voice. Pour me out. It flatly requests. I pour the solution along the verge where it ebbs up before the ditch and it seems to hover slightly as the trickle gathers into a pool before darting away with its own current down into the void. That's odd. The usual behaviour is for the fluid to somersault through the air until it spirals into invisibility in the dusky blue. I trudge along the bank, following the fluid. But there's that word again. Care. It's heavier than usual. Its weight just above my head, pressing me down, flat on my belly now. Care. I try crawling towards the ditch. Care. Forcing my arms before me. Care. Dragging my body forwards, Claire. I roll down the bank and land softly on my back in the darkness, Claire. Claire. Eyeballs sliding about, eyelids pinching down upon them, Claire. Are you there, Claire? Can you hear me? Is that you? Slowly the lids crack and the light floods in, eyes opening.
to see a face. You haven't seen a face for, well, have you ever seen a face? The mouth of the face, you seem to know this is a mouth at least, is moving, blobbing open and glomming shut like a budding cowslip on a ping pong time lapse. The word clacking at you like a heel on anxious ground. Claire, do you remember? Do you remember what happened? Slowly over the next few instants, the knowledge begins to fill in. As if you've turned to face the empty road behind you, as it slowly fills with traffic, the vehicles, shapes in your life, events, faces. As the face before you continues to speak, everything unravels. You'd been involved in a road accident, hit by a confetti spreader on the way back from buying lemons. You'd been in a coma for 30 years, and the worst thing was, you'd left the oven on, and the pan on the stove, and the heating on max, and the bath running, and all the windows open, and the radio, the aircon, the dehumidifier, and the sump pump on, and Disney Plus on autoplay, and the milk, butter, and herring all out on the worktop, and the dog in the yard, and you hadn't unloaded the washing machine, you hadn't brought the awning in, you hadn't returned your library books or your DVDs, you hadn't set up a direct debit to pay off your minimum monthly credit card payment, you hadn't cancelled your gin club subscription, you hadn't picked up your dry cleaning or the kids from school. It was so utterly irresponsible. I stopped calling you mum 15 years ago when I learned how careless you'd been, says the face, scrunching up in grey indignation. And then, hold on, I have something for you. After a while, the face returns into the room, rolling a grey filing cabinet before it. The lower drawer is from the energy consortium, it says. The middle is comms and subs. Top is childcare and hospital bills. Your lawyer will be here in the morning to go through everything with you. She's ward issued. And with that, the face turns and sinks into the greyness behind the ward door. a vial of carbolic fluid or something on the bedside table next to a syringe. Pour me in, it flatly requests. You uncap the bottle and swallow it all down. And before long, the light drains out. This time, 
Just beneath the turret is a thick spool of golden paper being fed into a crosscut shredder, which emits little ticket-sized golden leaves that flurry down in the wake of the vehicle. I'm running after the vehicle, trying to snatch up big wadges of the tickets, are all the people from my past that silently slipped away while I was under. The memory of each flares and fades as I glance upon them. Ron, Jim, Kit, Leah, Vera, Di. Faces now just words, empty huffs in the breath of time. And nameless others are also in frenzied pursuit. Some fall and are clambered over by others, who in turn fall and get clambered over again and again, on and on, until there is only one left untrampled. You, 30 years older, in a hospital gown, crying out, waving fistfuls of golden paper. You're shouting something I can't quite hear about the driver. Then, we hit a bone-crunching bump in the road and suddenly come to a halt. You shriek and dive into the void. I look over my shoulder and see the mountains bearing down, blotting out the moon. As the clarity of the landscape rolls away, I've one final thought. Just...